All righty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz and I are going uh, through the league as we normally do as we prepare for the 2022 uh, fantasy football season. And uh, we're doing it division by division. Uh, hopefully you got those uh, first four out of the teams in the AFC East. And uh, now we are on our way to the AFC North. Wiz, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Looking forward to uh, you know, doing all the team-by-team capsules. And uh, after we complete that and uh, it gets a little bit closer to the start of the season, we'll... Uh, break it down position-wise. Yeah, you know, it really gets you thinking. Like, you know, again, it's a strange time of the year, right? You're kind of in a little bit of a lull because football isn't exactly started yet. Teams aren't yet in camp. You got baseball starting to heat up. There's the British Open this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the fact that you start talking about it, you start really paying attention and, uh, you know, focusing on, on the details now instead of rushing into it uh, before the season starts is uh, generally been a recipe for success. At least that's the way I found it, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I look at like a sculpture and uh, I, I feel like I've done most of my work and my preparation. And then kind of like the last month is just kind of like fine tuning and taking little pieces off, adding pieces here or there and, uh, and kind of like fine tuning it. Uh, but, you know, the Ravens, who we're going to start off with, have some interesting players, some Interesting players in the sense that they may be a little bit difficult to rank. And uh, starting off at quarterback, Lamar Jackson, uh, the last couple of years, you know, coming off his MVP year a few years ago, fixture not only as quarterback one, but in the top five. I'm looking at him, you know, this year with, I know he's ranked inside the top seven or ten at quarterback, but I don't know. I, I, I could just... To me, he's more of a boom or bust guy where um, he doesn't have the passing aspect and, and his best receiver is going to be um, his tight end, Mark Andrews. So I don't know. I'm not that comfortable with saying Lamar Jackson is surefire top five quarterback. How do you see it? Yeah, and I think I think the Ravens are kind of telling you that as well, almost right, because they they've yet yet to lock him into a long term contract. The, the interesting thing is, was that now he did miss four games last year, right, with injuries. Um, the interesting thing, though, last year is given so so given what transpired with the Ravens, where luck had it, the bad luck that is, that they lost basically their top three running backs uh, that were scheduled to be on their depth chart last year. Uh, Dobbins goes down, then Edwards goes down, Justice Hill goes down. They're forced to really put together a a running back crew, which certainly impacted the way this team ran their offense. I I found it interesting that Lamar Jackson actually averaged 240 yards passing last year, and he he ran a lot less, right? He only, well, granted, he missed four games, like I said, but he ran for 700 yards. So just the makeup of this team was completely different. They had injuries on the offensive line. So I I guess I could could buy the argument that, you know, you think things kind of turn around and and the Ravens kind of get back to a little bit more old school where even to the extent that Jackson is running the ball more, passing the ball less. So, but I agree, I think, this is a quarterback, and if you go back and listen to our quarterback podcast that we did a few weeks ago, I think this is a quarterback that comes with some risk. I understand some people willing to take that risk. He's been an exciting player before, but I think there's more question marks around around Lamar Jackson heading into this season. Was 
Yeah, I think, you know, I, I could see how he could finish inside the top five at the position. If they let him loose and he's running all over the place and he's having rushing touchdowns, you know, I could see it. But uh, unless he drops to a, a point where I think there's just unvalued that I just can't pass up on him. If, the, if I'm in a situation where I want a quarterback and uh, I have a choice amongst a few of the guys like Justin Herbert or uh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, you know, I'm I'm going to clearly take those other players. So I think there's some volatility with the player, uh, but as far as reaching up and just taking him and assuming he's going to be a top-five quarterback this year, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think uh, – I think the, so I, I mentioned the running back situation here, Wiz, and, uh, you know, I, it look it's looking like that Dobbins and, and Edwards are going to be ready for the start of the season, but we have to kind of see that uh, to see, see what goes on there. Uh, the Ravens have done some work, obviously, getting Staley back uh, on the offensive line because he was dealing with injuries last year is important. Um, you know, they, they drafted Linderbaum, so they're, they're trying to fortify that offensive line as well. Um, do you have confidence that Dobbins and Edwards can kind of come back? And, and as well, by the way, the Ravens made a move uh, in, in, in the draft this year, and, and they took a, a running back who could make a difference in the passing game uh, in Beatty. Uh, so curious your thoughts on this running back group. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I mean, you would think that J.K. Dobbins would have had the same type of progression as Jonathan Taylor, two players that I was equally as high on coming out Um two years ago, but Dobbins suffering that injury, a big setback. Uh, fortunately for fantasy players, uh, you know, have Dobbins or want to draft Dobbins. He had the injury before the season started, so did Gus Edwards, where the recovery time, they should be on track to play. I know there was talk that maybe one or both of those players could start the season on the pup list. Obviously, that cha- would change things, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with J.K. Dobbins viewing him as a, uh, you know, a, a, a running back to somewhere you know between 15 and 20 at the position even coming off the injury um and uh gus edwards unless something was to happen with jk dobbins is in my view is 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 a good handcuff kind of like along the lines of an alexander madison where if he got the opportunity to take the full-time role he could do some things but i'm kind of viewing jk dobbins as a, a running back to coming into the season do you see it differently Mm, yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, I, you know, you and I, if we go back to that 2020 season, because um, you missed the 2021 season, uh, if, if you remember, players didn't get their normal workloads, especially rookies, so they were behind. And then, you know, Dobbins really took off after the midseason point, and we, we kind of, you and, you and I kind of felt that that was going to be the case, that he'd be used more. And he was extremely effective, even catching the ball as well. So, you know, whether he, you know, the, the injury that he had is not a good injury for a running back. We saw Akers come back from it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any, I guess I don't have any kind of reservations at this point, given what I saw from Dobbins in the second half of the season in 20, and knowing that he's had a lot of time to recover, to, to put him in there as the number two running back was. I would I would I would agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, look, he if if you just knew that he was going to get the opportunities and the carries, I would move him up for sure. But you know, just coming off an injury, you're not quite sure what the usage of the player is going to be. And uh, you know, you I know Richard Bateman is getting a lot of talk. Um, people like him. His second year, I certainly like him. I drafted him as a rookie in a, in a few in a few leagues, and Devin Duvernay as well. But to me, 
I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be able to support two pass catches that are going to put up a thousand yards receiving. And we know that his number one target and the guy he's most comfortable with is Mark Andrews. So I like Rashard Bateman. I like Devin Duvernay. I think they haven't used him, that player in particular properly um, since they drafted him from Texas. But what does it look like for Rashard Bateman? I think a good year for Rashard Bateman is 700 to 800 yards receiving maybe and puts him in like a wide receiver three grouping. But I'm not quite sure if he's anything going to be a better than that because, like I said, I just don't see the yardage coming in the passing game where Andrews is going to get his and then another receiver is going to put up over 1,000 yards. So I think there could be improvement for Bateman. I think there will be improvement for Bateman, but – I think a good season for Bateman is looking to me like maybe seven to eight hundred yards. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I view the receiving core. I, I agree with that, and I and I think the one thing that will change this year. Uh, last year, the Ravens passed for sixty nine yards more per game than the year before, and they ran for forty nine yards less. And I think you'll see those numbers change. Last year, this offense was able to support that because both both Marquise Brown. Uh, and Andrews went over 1,000 yards. But I'm in your camp that I don't think Bateman gets to that level because I think given the running back dynamism is a lot different this year than it was last year, I, I think there's a shift in mentality in the way the Ravens run their offense. You kind of see a, a wait-and-see approach with Duvernay. Is he a player that you would draft? Could he be used as a, a wide receiver, four in deep leagues, a flex option? Or is it until you see the Ravens really using the player to his utmost ability and putting him in the situation to succeed, you're going to take the wait-and-see approach with Duvernay? Yeah, I think that's right. And you probably could use you know, bring James Prochet into the conversation as well, drafted in the same class uh, and, and probably in the same situation. Somebody's going to have to pop up and, and help, help support this receiving core. Uh, the Ravens haven't had a lot of luck thus far. You know, it's funny. I remember a couple of months ago, we just had a discussion about where it came out of it, but we were discussing, you brought it up about Mark Andrews. Um, If you felt, you know, that maybe he's kind of become tight end one overall, and I think I was kind of dismissive of it and saying, nah, he's still, you know, I still got to take Kelsey there. But the more and more I think about it, the more I look, look at it, and, you know, the age uh, of Kelsey and the fact that he was coming off the field a little bit, I was that maybe a little dismissive of that notion, but I, I think it's kind of a coin flip now, uh, Andrews and Kelsey. But Andrews is, uh, if he's not overall tight end one, he's certainly uh, in the top three, uh, and he's the favorite target, and he's going to get so many opportunities uh is, is Mark Andrews just a, a no-brainer in terms of tight end top three? Yeah, I think he's a no-brainer. And I think the one thing that's changed was I, I think he's, you know, I think he had a few little problems in his first few seasons with drops, and I, I think that became less of an issue last year. So the trust and uh, has been built up with both quarterbacks. And, you know, he was force-fed last year, over 100 catches. Um, you know, I think target-wise last year, 153 targets. I mean, that is astounding when you think about that. So yeah, it, it really is, and you know, uh, uh, over 100 targets, over 100 receptions, and over 1,300 yards, which is a whopping number. Um, and, and I don't know. Is there any reason that that season can't be duplicated or even built upon? So uh, I would agree. 
um, with what even you were saying months ago that maybe Mark Andrews is surpassed Ty, uh, surpassed Travis Kelsey, and uh, it's even a safer bet yeah. with all of those targets that he's going to get. Yeah. And uh, I guess just looking at the special teams, um, Justin Tucker is another no-brainer. He's one of the first few field goal kickers that that should be taken. He's good. The coach sends him out there for fifties. Tremendous leg, tremendous accuracy. One of the greatest in the history of the NFL. It's really nothing really to talk about. I'm more interested in your view on the Ravens' defense, who went from such physicality to being pushed around last year. Do you think they're going to come back with a vengeance, and would you draft the Ravens and be okay with them as a top 10, 12 defense? Yeah, it's more of a no-name defense, and, and they made a couple of big moves, right, in the offseason, Kyle Hamilton being a big addition, right, uh, in, in terms of in, in the secondary, uh, where and, and they signed Marcus Marcus Williams as well. So so they knew they had an issue in the secondary. They had injuries last year as well. Uh, you know, this isn't Ray Lewis. This isn't the Ray Lewis, uh, Terrell Suggs group that we've been accustomed to in the past. And, and they also lost their defensive coordinator, which – you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some effort, too. So I would say this. I think there's more question marks than there has been in previous years when it comes to the Ravens' defense, and I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're a top-12 defense right now. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think that's about right. And uh, in the words of uh, Bill Belichick, uh, we're on to Cincinnati. Fantastic. Yep, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. As I said in the beginning, we are doing our team capsules. Uh, onto the AFC North is where we are right now. We are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and we're on SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing because these are going to keep coming out uh, each and every week. Uh, and we'll be back, like was said, with the Bengals.